Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. Vince, we've had uh, quite a start to this recording session. Oh boy, have we. (laughs) We won't get into the details, but we're happy to be here. Very happy. I feel as sweaty as a farm animal, I gotta tell you. What kind of farm animal? Should we do Old MacDonald? Uh, yeah, Old MacDonald. (laughs) E-I-E-I-O. And on this farm he had a cow. Cow. (laughs) That's right, what kind of cow? A spotted cow, because that's what we are drinking today. That very lazy analogy was a long way of saying spotted cow. Spotted cow. Folks, if you live in the Midwest, you've definitely heard of this one. If you live in Wisconsin, you probably drink this more frequently than water. So, And you are probably very annoying about it. Yeah, you definitely rub it in people's faces that you can only get it in Wisconsin. Well, guess we're, what? We're not in Wisconsin. We are not. We are in Illinois recording this. We broke the law. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guys, we, uh, if you guys... Recall, we have had a new Glarus before, episode 23, going early, early here, first season. Yeah, and it's weird that we did Moon Man first over this, because this is definitely the most famous new Glarus product. Absolutely is. As we know, new Glarus, Dan Carey uh, is is the guy who is responsible for Spotted Cow specifically. New Glarus is very cool in that they're completely employee-owned, and as we've mentioned, you can't get their stuff Anywhere outside of Wisconsin. Right. They've made that uh, very clear, you know, other than when you just put it in the car and go over the highway. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a pretty loosely enforced thing. Uh, let's tell you a little bit about this specific beer. So Spotted Cow, it's the flagship beer of New Glarus. This is a farmhouse ale. It's about 5.1%, so not too heavy. Um, the description, every drop of Wisconsin's original farmhouse ale is artisan brewed and bottled by the hardworking employee owners of New Glarus. Yeah, we, co- we covered that. Spotted Cow adheres to the, I'm going to try this, Reinheitsgeblatt? Yeah, that- I think that's pretty close. I, according to the Google Translate thing or whatever, where they <laughs> they record the pronunciation, it's like, Ryan Heitzkebut. Okay, so I did a decent job. Yeah, on that. you crushed it. German, German thing. Uh, so that word, purity law, what? which means you only use four hand-selected all-natural ingredients, which are yeast, hops, water, and malted barley. They allow the yeast to remain in the bottle to enhance the fullness of the flavor, so it's naturally cloudy. That checks out. Uh, expect the sale to be fun, fruity, and satisfying. You know you're in Wisconsin when you see the spotted cow. Yeah. I do think about Wisconsin pretty much every time I see this. I, mean, it's, I thought you were about to say, I think about Wisconsin every day, and I was going to say, we, we've got some issues. <laughs> no, no, I, I, that's not true. I, maybe <laughs> once a week <laughs> at the most. But Vince, let's learn a little bit more about the Reinheitsgebot uh, purity situation. Yeah, so this is pretty interesting, right? So it is, it's German, and it literally means purity order. So it's a series of regulations limiting the ingredients in beer, in Germany and the states of the former Holy Roman Empire. For you history buffs out there. So the best known version of this was kind of adopted in Bavaria, uh, 1500s, right? Um, But there were similar regulations that predated that and some modern ones that significantly differ from that order, right? But the Reinheitsgebot is mentioned in various texts about the history of beer and historically, historically was only applied in the duchy, the duchy? 
I'm going to give it to you. I don't speak the German. Du- the Duchy <laughs> of Bavaria from 1906, Germany as a whole, uh, little or no effect in other countries or regions, which, if we're going to be perfectly honest, is very un-German. They usually traipse all over other countries and other regions. <laughs> That's true. And uh, it is also interesting that Spotted Cow Nunglaris, uh restricted to its state, and this process also was restricted to Germany. Yeah, it's kind of wild. So the only ingredients in the 1516 one that were allowed to be used, if you were going to follow this, were water, barley, and hops. And there's no yeast mentioned as an ingredient. God, that's got to be tough. Yeah. It was like, apparently they knowingly used it in the brewing process back then, but they sort of preferred to think of the yeast as like, oh, that's just a part of the brewing process. It's not an ingredient, right? But now it's it's more a, a whole thing that, that is added with regularity. And we've yeah. talked a little bit about yeast in the past. One very cool thing, at least for me, very interesting, not cool, is that like all of this was kind of set to sort of not only regulate what goes into the beer, but also kind of everything about the beer. It set the price of the beer depending, it would vary depending on the time of the year and the type. Uh, it limited the profits that innkeepers could made. And if you made impure beer by its standards, the penalty was confiscation. So I had a pretty, pretty good little bit of history there. Yeah, you know, this uh, the process dates back to, you know, 500 years ago. And yeah. here we are in 2022 drinking it. Out of a bottle, which is uh, what we're doing right now. This is available in cans, but traditionally known as a bottle drink. It's the so. bottle. They love the bottle. Let's give it a shot. Let's crack it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On Wisconsin, right? Well, unless Michigan's <laughs> playing. Cheers. Cheers. It's smooth. Yeah, that's good. It's real smooth. Now, now, Vince, when was the first time you had a spotted cow? When I moved to Chicago, I didn't even know it was a thing until that. And somebody yeah. brought like spotted cow, made a huge deal about it. Yeah, you can only get this in Wisconsin. I was like, wow, okay, that's crazy. Yeah. Very rare. Then I realized geographically how close Wisconsin is to Chicago, and it's a little less rare. But I understand why it didn't make it out <laughs> yeah. to Michigan. Uh, how about you? I was uh, I was in Wisconsin the first time I had it. Uh, we went to our friend Ned's Lake House. We've talked about oh, him on the, yeah. on the show before. Man. Yep, we did. We, we won't rehash that, but yeah, I was in uh, the Alberg family fridge, and I got the same spiel. It was like, this is a Wisconsin beer only. You can only get it here. I was like, okay, cool. And I have to say, at the time, I loved it. I thought it was like super like refreshing and revolutionary. As I've gotten older, I have grown slightly less fond of it. Not that I don't think it's a good beer, but I was going to talk about this with you as well. I feel like the hype train for this has kind of dimmed my enthusiasm. Oh, the hype train's derailed. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous, which, fine, it it is a good beer, and it's what Wisconsin's known for, but this is like a very St. Louis situation. Yes. And and as we've talked about, you've, you've gone on... A St. Louis rant before on this show. But, you know, it's... I get it. It's a point of personal pride. For me, this was like one of those... Oh, this is a craft beer. Back when I was still drinking Swill. Now I've had enough beers that are good and made with care and and handled. And like that that people put their blood, sweat, and tears. Not literally into, but figuratively. And it's okay. Well, this is what I wanted to get into with you is like things that have 
like when you were younger, you were really fond of, and at the time you thought this is like one of the coolest things ever. And now the the hype for it has exceeded the actual product. And I can't think of a better um, comparison than the Marvel Cinematic Universe at the moment. Really? Yeah. Why? Well, that lived up. Well, That's so still this living up. Okay, so this is well, this is my point with this. So Endgame happens in 2019. It's this unbelievable pinnacle of 11 years of Marvel storytelling. We've we've talked about it. It's one of my favorite movies ever. I thought it was a perfect way to conclude that saga. And here we are uh, three years later. Several Marvel shows have been made. There's been several movies. And I personally feel like the, the quality has taken a step down. I was ready for the quality to take a step down, but I just saw Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, who, by the way, I don't know who wrote that, but they take a very unnecessary swipe at my Detroit Tigers. Oh, yes, they did. So on that, I'm like, what did, what did we do to you? Yeah, the only the only slight change in that universe is that the 03 Tigers were the best team in, in the history of baseball. Like, get out of here. What did we- it was a complete stray bullet. One of the worst ones of the year. That was tough. Yeah. But did you like the movie? Yes. I liked that movie a lot. A lot more than I thought I would. Well, my point is they have not they have not reached the epic heights of the predecessors, in my well, opinion. I mean, it, you, you're talking about the Avengers, right? And you, when you name a movie Endgame, you cannot continue and expect everyone to be like, oh, that's great. No, I, I'm not expecting that story to continue, but I just feel like my expectations have been so high for that brand for a while that now that they've just been cranking out like good, solid films, like I'm I'm just naturally kind of disappointed because I want something that's like one of these massive buildups. And right. I also think part of the problem with the multiversal approach mm-hmm. is that it's kind of a get-out-of-jail-free card. It's yes. like... Well, anything is possible. Every one of these movies is going to shake things up. And then they don't actually say, like, where is this going? It is the ultimate cheat code. I, I mean, like, I remember I did, never really got deep into comics. But I had, like, a working knowledge of these heroes. And as I started to look up, I said, that's what the Marvel Cinematic Universe did. Is It yeah. just made you start to think you're like... Ant-Man. I would never read about that. Like, I'd rather hear about the Crimson Chin. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Shout out fairly, fairly odd, odd parents, parents for you yeah. right there. Like, I, I don't care about a man. Like, and then they tried to do the tick on some, which I don't even know what kind of property that is. But there's yeah. so many heroes out there that it's almost overload. And then I start, like, seeing Wolverine dies. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. But how does this make sense? Then you find out about the multiverse. And to be perfectly honest... From like to give yourself that kind of creative license, it's the most brilliant storytelling device I've ever seen in my life, and they use it with carte blanche. Yeah, they use it whenever they want. It's convenient, and I also know that it's like retconning was a part of the comic book history. But at the same time, like if anything is possible and anybody can be brought back, it's almost like nothing really matters. Like there's no consequences. But that's what's incredible about it is it, you get the stakes of, oh my God, someone's dying. And they're a little choosy about who they bring back. They, they are. But don't you think that they're just like one phone call away from me, like, hey, RDJ, what's up? Dude? Absolutely. I absolutely. And I think we're going to get into some of the facial, because they used a little bit, I think, in Iron Man 
Yes, three? they did. Yeah, they, right? they did to the de-aging. Yes, the yes. de-aging with the stuff they used in The Irishman, too. Right. Eventually, that's what we're, we're just going to have avatars that are controlled and, and voices that right. run through them and, and even recordings. So I'm not particularly looking forward to that, but it is, it's interesting. It's a, it's a cool way to, to keep things going. I yeah. think at some point it's going to get done. What I want to touch base on here is a, a slightly different take, right? Because we talk a lot about Marvel on this, and I want to know for you, like, what is something that has been just an absolute point of pride for somebody like this is amazing and they're desperate to share it with you they want you to have that feeling too and then you have it and you're like yeah i don't i don't don't think it's that amazing like what what's something that either you have had that pride for and somebody didn't get or the opposite i well it's interesting because i've been thinking about this a lot with top gun maverick So I haven't seen Top Gun Maverick, and I gotta be honest, I don't give a shit about this movie. People are saying it's great. (laughs) Well, yeah. So yeah, everybody's saying it's great. Everybody that has seen it has said you gotta see this movie. It's fantastic, and I just don't care. Like I don't, I don't necessarily know why. Like I'm, I don't like disbelieve people that tell me that it's good, but. It's like nothing that people tell me is making me want to watch it. And I think part of that is because I just think the original is like kind of cheesy and not that great. But like every 80s action movie was camp to some degree. Yeah, so like I feel like I somewhat feel like I should watch it just because, you know, we are, you know, participants in pop culture of the show. It's a huge movie. Everybody seems to enjoy it. And yet, like, I just can't get there. So one of the big ones is for me that I've that I give out that I get very excited about. Yeah, um, is we've gone here in the past, so we won't go heavy. But I think you should leave is a big one. That show's so good. I've definitely <laughs> laid that out and been like, watch yeah. this, and it's very interesting because you watch. I think you should leave with one other person or by yourself, unless you're like a fan of Tim Robinson's style. You're kind of like, yeah, what the hell is this? But I've seen those people who are like, this isn't that good. And then watch with like eight other people who are just dying like this is so ridiculous and all of a sudden they love it and it's so repeatable and it's you get so many opportunities to quote that that ends up being kind of a slow burn. So I won't go there but the one that consistently disappoints is Hot Rod. I am so hyped to show people that. Uh, yeah, that's not one of my favorites, I have to say. I, am, I don't think it's bad, but I don't love it. Either. I have never, like, I, I I get so excited about it. I'm like, this is an amazing, like, yeah. it's so dumb. You're going to love it. I'm like, this is a big point of pride for me that I know this movie and I get to show it to you for the first time. And almost universally, it's been, yeah, it was kind of better than I thought, which reflects very poorly on me. <laughs> Basically, when I'm excited about something, shitty, yeah. everybody's like, yeah, this is going to suck. <laughs> Well, let's think about what this tastes like out of the glass. Okay. I'd like to try that. Um, I do have another one that just came to mind that's in this vein, but I'm going to use it as a as a way to tie back to our original theme well, at the top. Can I give a taste note about this beer for a second here? Yeah. Like Because I feel we've had enough to be a little qualified, but I'm going to take a, a big swig here. Yeah. So a lot of farmhouse ales, like that those Saisons that we have... Yeah. That's all kind of I think it's it's Saison and then there's there's one more that's made in France, but that's the whole farmhouse. They're supposed to have like a funky character to it. Almost and I don't get that with New Glarus with, with this specific spotted cow. And I wonder if that's 
part of its appeal because yeah. farmhouses they can be very divisive like there's yeah. there's a lot of people who are like what is that taste it's we've, we've had a couple on the show um there was one i'm the name is escaping me but i wasn't a huge fan of it last year is that casa humilde yeah yeah uh that was a, just no okay. poly yeah no poly yeah Shout out. i like that that had a little more fruit they also usually have a little more fruit in them uh, not not always, but it's a good yeah. base for fruit sometimes. Yeah. Well, so you mentioned points of pride. I mean, we could make a lot of jokes about Wisconsin, but if we're looking ourselves in the mirror, Chicago is one of the most prideful cities in the United States. Dude, I, I'm like, I, my entire footprint, if you follow my life, is like unwarranted pride. Like <laughs> yeah. University of Michigan, like not unwarranted, but like. Between us Unearned and, confidence. It's not unearned. It's tough to get in. It's, gee, here I go. I cannot help myself, right? I'm talking more about the football stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, but the worst thing is, like, you talk about Notre Dame and Michigan. That's the entitlement bowl, right? Yep. From, it's like, well, two of My the most winningest better. programs. Well, guess what? We haven't been very good for, like, a long time. Yeah. Last year, we were amazing, and no one can ever take that from us. Now, <laughs> go to my grave. Happy that we beat Ohio State. I really thought that I would I would die, and then we would beat Ohio State, and that did not happen. So, big win. Yeah, so that was great. But you do that, then I moved to Chicago. Over here, I'm, I'm now, I guess, spending summer weekends in Wisconsin. Like, right. I got to go to a wedding in St. Louis. I got to do that several times this year. But my uh, my my point of reference is I grew up in Chicago. I love it here. I'm not saying that it's not great. Um, there's people that get annoyed by that. They get annoyed at how into Chicago people are. And I was thinking about this specifically with The Bear on Hulu. Have oh, you seen yeah. this yet? It's great. Okay. So it's a very good show. However... I think that it gets more overrated here because it's a Chicago show. Oh, for sure. It gets sure. the Chicago curve. Like, just the simple fact that it's in Chicago, it's almost like it's starting off with, like, a B plus, And then, like, as long as it's not fucking terrible, then, you know, you're going to love You're going to like it. If you are one of these people who likes Chicago. That right? being said, I think it's very well done and it earns its marks, its A marks on its own merit without Chicago. Me being... I don't really care where it's Sure. And, and I'm also, like, I'm not a huge, like, chef person. Like, I don't, like, have an appreciation for the artistry of being a chef. I know some people do. Yeah. Um, so a lot of that was, like, kind of foreign to me. But I kind of almost have residual, like, a residual bad taste in my mouth for how shitty Shameless was at the end. So when I see Jeremy Allen White in a grungy Chicago environment, I'm almost like... Oh, here we go again. You know? Okay, I thought the same thing. I was like, is this guy contractually obligated to take roles in Chicago? Like, what is yeah. the deal here? Yeah. He's and not even from Chicago. He's from New York, Brooklyn. He's definitely not from Chicago. And also, most of Shameless was filmed in L.A. So, like, Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I went to the Warner Brothers tour, and they were, like, pointing out where they did all the Shameless scenes. Oh, my They God. basically do, like, 5% of the exteriors, like, outside of this one house on the south side. Everything else is done on a soundstage in L.A. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So my point is, like, you know, Chicago people, we like to make fun of Wisconsinites for their Everyone points of pride. But we have some of our own as well. We don't – no one likes to get made fun of, obviously. Uh, but I just try to keep it real. Like I, I try to keep it even keel. 
So, you know, we got to be able to be balanced on that front. Yeah, right? we're balanced. We're balanced. It's it's a point of, of pride for Wisconsin Knights. Wisconsin. Well, I think it's Wisconsin Knights. Wisconsinians. 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 We're starting to sound British now. Wisconsinians. Yeah. Um, I, dude, okay. The, I, the point stands, right? This is a good enough beer that I just think has sort of been eclipsed a little bit by other beers. And I think if anybody made, if like Nuclearis were to make, I, I don't know what their schedule is. I did not get into the research that yeah. but They start to make some new stuff. You're going to find that you like that a little better just because they are, I mean, this is this has been around for so long, right? Yeah. Don't mess with perfection, but like innovate a little. And, and our taste buds have changed because we're into craft beer now as of this and yeah. I, I think this just like it's one of those the first one through the wall gets bloody yeah this was the first one through the wall now everybody's walked through and they're past it yeah i totally agree and like it's not even a fault of spotted cow itself like i don't think the beer has changed dramatically over time but i've changed and my tastes have changed and my experience has you know it's opened up my eyes to other things. Yeah. So, you know, for that reason, you know, I'm still going to give this a 3.5 out of 5 Toms. I think it's I think it's a very good beer. It's great in the summer, obviously. Um, but it's not like if I had ranked this 10 years ago, I probably would have given it like a 4.5, you know? I, to be honest, I think if, if we were doing this in front of Wisconsin people, it would be higher. Just because you get excited when you're drinking something that somebody's excited about. Yeah. And I also think, to the credit of Wisconsin... Like, every time I am there, I'm usually having a lot of fun. I'm usually on a lake. I'm usually with, you know, my buds. So Yeah, this was not meant to be a Wisconsin takedown piece. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I'm just, like. I, I just wanted to talk about the, the hype of it all. Because, like, there are things in our culture that just become victims of their own hype. And I think this is one of them, unfortunately. Yeah. At least in the Midwest. You know, if you're not from here, you probably have no fucking idea what we're talking about. But... Yeah. And if you're not, I, I recommend everybody have at least one. Uh, New Glarus, it's not you. It's, it's us. us. <laughs> the oldest excuse in the book. But I know that doesn't make you feel better. I'd like to give one more comparison. I went a little bit there for um, for Hot Rod and showing that in, in terms of being very excited about something, showing them and it not really panning sure. out. Uh, something along the lines of what you were mentioning, like, oh, I, I used to think this was amazing, and then I don't. Space Mountain, oh, a roller a... coaster in Disney World. <laughs> well, how old were you when you first rode? Well, that's that? the problem. When I was like ten, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "This is amazing!" Yeah. And then I went to a place called Cedar Point, and guess what? It's better. It's so much. The worst ride, the little, the oh, what's it called? Is the maybe the Peanut Express, the Snoopy Express? It's a little kids ride. It literally never gets higher than fifteen feet off the ground, and it is one track, maybe. 90 feet long and 30 feet wide that's it it is literally a roller coaster for kids and that is better than space mountain (laughs) wow sorry to the space mountain engineers uh what score are you giving this one i'm giving this one a nice 3.75 out of 5 okay i think it earns the extra 2.5 bump purely because as much i want to give it a 3.5 i've got some good memories here and i am being a little harsh and a little discerning on it yeah, that's fine. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a this is a very good beer to have. You can if you got it in your fridge, 
you're in a good spot. If you live in Wisconsin, I'm sure it's one of your go-tos. But, you know, we're just giving our opinions. That's the whole point of the show, right? And the whole point of listening to this show is to like, subscribe. Rate and review. Follow us on social media. Do it, all right? Interact. We <laughs> give, love it. Give us a give us an Apple review. We might read it. We haven't well, done no, it. No, no, we while. definitely will. We we will read it. Yeah. If it's any good. Yeah, but until next time, I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers where we have clear eyes, full cans. Must booze. We'll see you later. Yeah, I'm drinking it. I'm I'm gonna finish it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> good. It's good. I think I am too. We should. We had nowhere to be. A stressful start.